There are two stories. One was a Komodo dragon in Indonesia that hadn't been with a male for over two years. It's a dry spell. <laughs> yes. It's the holiday season. There's a lot of people who celebrate Christmas all across the world. Christmas is based on the concept of a virgin birth, also known as immaculate conception. So you might be wondering, can animals or humans actually reproduce without sex? Lucky for you, reproductive biologist Dr. Betsy Cairo has the answer. I'm Mandy Johnson, and this is It's Not Human Sexuality, the show that goes beyond sexuality to reproductive health. All right, Betsy, tell us about virgin birth and immaculate conception. Can that really happen? Not in humans, but it can happen in some animals. But just for some basis of understanding, the word you're looking for is called parthenogenesis. And that is a Greek word for virgin birth. And mostly what it means is reproducing asexually. And there's even some discussion around whether or not that is truly asexual reproduction because there's a gamete involved. Typically, the egg or the oocyte is involved. And so some people feel like because there is an egg that it's not really asexual because that's a sex gamete, right? But I'm not going to get into the weeds on that more than I just did. But just understand that we often refer to it as asexual reproduction, meaning there wasn't a male gamete present. So there was no sperm. And we all know that the sperm must fertilize the egg and the egg then becomes an embryo and the embryo implants and then there's a pregnancy and then we give birth. But that doesn't happen in humans. It happens in a different way in humans of what we call maybe a chimeric happening where uh, one, you might have a twin gestation and one twin absorbs the other twin because Mm -hmm. the other twin isn't fully viable and has then both components of that twin. So you could have somebody who is female in all of their phenotypical, they have female but genitalia, they still have a y but they have XY, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so while that's not really considered parthenogenesis, some people actually refer to it kind of in that concept. I see. But there are animals that do reproduce, and I'd like to tell you about like the top 10. Yeah, tell me to top 10 animals that reproduce asexually by yep. Betsy Cairo. Yep. By number 10. Okay. Komodo <laughs> dragon. The Komodo dragon. Yep. There are two stories. Um, one was a Komodo dragon in Indonesia that hadn't been with a male for over two years. It's a dry spell. <laughs> yes. And laid eggs. Okay. And these eggs hatched. And not all of them, but some of them. And so they just thought she was harboring sperm in her body for two years, which is probably a possibility in some species, right? Maybe sure. they just are their own incubator forever. Several days in but, humans, but. Uh, that was not true because when they genetically tested all the offspring, they were only X's, no Y's. No Y chromosomes no Y's, at all. No, no Y chromosome, no, no male input. And then there was another one that uh, was at the Chester Zoo, laid 11 eggs. Seven out of the 11 were unfertilized, but the three that did they did hatch were also no presence of a male. So that's a pretty big animal to yeah. reproduce parthenogenically, right? Yeah, we're not we're not talking about, you know, one one-celled animals or anything here. We're talking about Komodo dragons. Right, but now we're going to go really tiny. Aphids do this. An aphid is the tiny oh bug that, that gets eaten by ladybugs. Yeah. They're those tiny, tiny green things. Oh, around. and they, they'll destroy your plants. because, And you know you've got them because they li- they put little holes in all your plants. And so if you every spring I unleash about 
3,000 ladybugs into my garden instead of using a, a, a yeah. But that's what an aphid is. Um, probably right up there with the fruit fly, you know. Yeah. They're, they're studied a lot because they can reproduce so easily. But aphids, um, they produce sexually and asexually. And so what that means is if there's, you know, no male partner around, they will still reproduce. And that is all for survival of the species or survival of their clan. This is what nature does to say, eh, you know. So I'm curious because we'll by. it's a great way to survive with the species, right? You can still reproduce. But if everything that gets reproduced is always female, how is that going to carry on the species? It doesn't. See, it's a real problem unless they go on and reproduce asexually as well. In fact, I I, I know of there are uh, there's a certain bird species that does this and does it often. And I think then their offspring, which are all female, go on and reproduce asexually. But I think eventually that would probably burn itself out or you would have a lot of death or deformity. Like in humans and other mammal species, that you can get the fertilization, you can get the division to happen, but they don't, they die. They, don't, they only make it to a certain stage of development and then they die. Um, you can Not do this viable. in frogs. You can do it in turkeys. And frogs, as I said, but they don't make it to like the tadpole. You don't ever get to the hatching point. But you do get to the point of maybe you have a fertilized egg, but it just doesn't develop because there's just not enough input from another not from enough the sperm genetic cell. Material. Right. Not enough there. So another one is the black tip shark. It, it, there was a nine-year-old female that was found to be pregnant in 2007 uh, at an aquarium, and she'd never been mated by a male ever. And she gave birth. The bonehead shark. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the bonehead. <laughs> the Bonnet head. Bonnet head. Bonnet head shark. Yep. They're in the American coast and they can reproduce parthenogenically. And one did in the Nebraska Zoo. Here's one which is called, uh, there's a water flea species called the Daphnia pulix. A water flea? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so far, the ones that do it very successfully are the things tiny. we probably don't want around. And they're tiny. Yeah. Fleas, aphids, you know. I mean, so, except the Komodo dragon. That's, that's, well, Pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. They are, but, you know, they're, like, they kill things. I know, but they're they're badass animals, and they can, they're just like, screw it, I don't need a man. <laughs> I think that's where that is. And then, here's one, though. Have you ever heard of, the, of a velvet worm? The velvet worm? Yeah, the velvet worm. They reproduce through parthenogenesis. That'd be a great name for a bar. Band. Oh, <laughs> Both. How about? <laughs> yeah, we could say the velvet worm. Yeah, and then we have a spider. Of course, see all the things that we, kind of people we don't, don't like. Really want them around right. Much, so this yeah. spider is in the Galapagos Islands, and it reproduces parthenogenically. And then we have a blind snake that is able to do this. That's um, uh, native to Asia and Africa. We have geckos. They can produce parthenogenically. This is more of the Indo-Pacific area. And last but not least, the New Mexico whiptail, which is a lizard. So pretty big animals yeah. reproducing parthenogenically. You know, nature always makes it interesting. So I guess that means that spiders, certain spiders, aphids, water fleas will not become extinct. Oh, goody. Just what we always wanted. Right. The species that will never die. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up the parthenogenic 
Immaculate Conception Virgin Birth Theory. So no humans, lots of animals, many tiny, one badass. Dragon. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Don't mess with those dragons. (laughs) Well, thanks for enlightening me, Betsy, and everybody else. You're welcome. My pleasure. Anytime. This podcast was created to promote Look Both Ways in the textbook written by Dr. Cairo. Look Both Ways is a nonprofit organization based in Loveland, Colorado, with a mission to educate our youth about their reproductive health to make informed decisions for their future. We do this by educating the educators through professional development, and we also put on free conferences for both teens and parents of teens. Textbooks used at schools are donated by Look Both Ways to eliminate the money obstacle for schools interested in piloting or adopting our curriculum and textbook. As a nonprofit, we're always fundraising and accepting donations. For more information about Look Both Ways, our fundraising efforts, getting a textbook donated to you, or to make a donation, please visit lookbothways.us. That's L-O-O-K-B-O-T-H-W-A-Y-S dot U-S. This podcast was produced by Peach Islander Productions in Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Mandy Johnson and Dr. B wishing you well. Be sure and catch all our episodes of It's Not Human Sexuality on Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.